You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Brett. And I'm Steven. And we are the, the Broadway, Broadway Husbands. Husbands. We're just your all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. Members of our Patreon get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes videos, blogs, and other perks, including free apparel and so much more. To become part of our Patreon family, go to patreon.com forward slash Broadway Husbands. All right. On today's episode, I'm so excited about today's guest, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's... They're new friends of ours who yeah. we got to celebrate Pride with in Austin uh, recently, and we were super excited to interview them for the podcast um, because they're just a beautiful couple. Yeah, so and, beautiful. And making their living doing very interesting things. And so we are excited to have Jordan Pollock and Z- Ziggy Pollock on our podcast welcome welcome guys welcome thanks for having us (laughs) how have y'all been doing (laughs) we're good we're good we're good good. how are you all good for those that um who are listening who don't know who you are this is always a fun thing for um our guests why don't you each tell our audience about the other person and what they do who they are and, and who they, they are do. and what they do. Yeah. Okay. Like what our crew. Okay. I mean, so this is my wife, Ziggy. Um, she does a lot of things. She's <laughs> does burlesque. Uh, recently it's been having to get back into it just because COVID, you know, but she's been doing burlesque for a long time. When I met her, that's what she was doing. When I met her, she actually had a burlesque troupe, which is like her and like a bunch of girls and, they did a bunch of shows and it was really cool. And she also makes costumes. Uh, Ziggy also makes costumes and she's a makeup artist as well. Uh, she does makeup for people's weddings. Um, she's also taught like makeup classes before. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and That's her Instagram is gorgeous, but the makeup on her Instagram account is stunning. Like the, the stuff she has on her account. I have a lot of fun painting my face. 
quarantine, it was like definitely something that kept me sane, like having a, a blank canvas to work on. <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as Jordan goes, he is an entrepreneur and runs a company called Ziggy's Naturals, which I blush even saying this, but is named after me. <laughs> um, he is a fun, loving spirit who is a great dog dad and well, pet dad all around because we have two dogs and a cat. Um, he's super into fitness and health in general. Um, <laughs> he, was, he has been to culinary school, so he's an amazing chef, which I luckily get to benefit from. I get to eat a lot of amazing food, <laughs> a lot of healthy food. Yeah. Um, he loves to hike, go outdoors, play all sorts of different sports, um, loves family and doing things for the community, the LGBT community and giving back. Um, yeah, great big heart. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, you guys, oh my god, you all are just so sweet. That was such a sweet introduction. And for those of you listening, I mean, you have to check out both of their Instagrams. They're just so beautiful and ugh. And I will say, I so we it. met them. Yeah. So we met Jordan through um, Jordan and Jordan's dad, because we are partnered with Ziggy's Naturals and helping promote um, their products. And for those of the for those that are interested, we do have a discount this month. If you use probably Husband's Twenty, uh, you can get twenty percent off. Awesome CBD products that we actually didn't know that much about CBD until we talked to them. And um, and what really inspired us to want to partner with them is the family aspect of this this business they're just really such a loving uh family and uh and then the products are really amazing <laughs> and yeah. been very helpful for yeah. us um since we started using them so you know but what i love too is that you're you've really been a being in, you're based in texas we are now texas living here and and you've been really outspoken about what's going on for the trans community here um recently talk a little bit about um being openly trans and the and speaking up for this community at this time and I, i'm really curious to too to know just your story about coming out um trans and your family because your your, your family is just so Amazing. incredibly supportive and yeah um it's beautiful to see Okay, so I mean, so first, with the whole community, I like, I mean, I've always tried to put my story out there because when I came out as trans and, well, when I just, you know, decide, realized that, wow, like, I've, you know, felt like this my whole life, but never really had the words to say it or knew I could actually, like, look like, you know, and be male, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just never knew that was a possibility until I saw people on YouTube um, and like they put their story out there and would like show like one month, two months, like, and then just like show their story. And I like really realized that's who, who I was too. And I think just seeing that made me realize that I needed to put my story out there for the community and for these other people to know that there's other people like them just because seeing that helped me so much, you know? And even like in my early phases, like when I would try and reach out to people, some some wouldn't really respond and it was really hard. So I try and be 
that person who does like respond to every single message I get and make sure I talk to like any person who messages me or asks me a question or I see out in public or whatever because you know I want to make everyone feel comfortable and welcome and I don't know it's just it's really important to me and it's and it's just I don't know it's special to like be able to connect with other people as well that feel the same things like I did growing up so that's also a cool part of it for me you know just being able to connect with these people that we understand each other in a different way um so yeah I mean that's definitely I guess a big answer to that um and then when I did come out I was like I was only I was 25 years old so I was already like you know a little bit older and we were already engaged like at before I like came out to her and my family and I kind of just I guess like I kind of started the story before where I just started seeing other people that I realized I was like you know and then I like actually knew someone in high school who also is transgender and I was able to talk to him and he kind of said to me well he was like if there was no one else in the world like what would you do you know because in those moments we all like think about what's everyone else gonna think right and like Mm -hmm. because I was always worried oh my parents are gonna have to tell people and like what are those people gonna think and not even worried about my parents caring because I never thought they would care like I always knew they would love me but I was always worried about them having to tell other people and like that being hard for them more of like a society yeah yeah I don't know and like her family you know and like I I knew like I mean I don't know I guess you know Ziggy was like a lesbian right so like it was definitely scary coming out to her like because she liked girls so it was definitely gonna have to be a change for her as well like she was gonna have to kind of transition with me within our relationship so I feel like it just helped me kind of realize that being pansexual is a thing where you can love the person not the gender and it's it really is like the connection that you have with people which is kind of how I've always been it's like how I vibe with the person matters so much more than like any kind of external factors or the gender or which box we fit in if, if our relationship was to move forward. So with Jordan, that just was so easy and made sense because, I mean, I already loved who, you know, they were. So it was an easy transition as far as that goes. Yeah. <laughs> How long were you together before wait, the transition? Wait, oh, let's sorry. go back. Steven so, wants to go back. Uh, no, I know. Nor- <laughs> so this is what we normally do. We like, Go back. So let's go back to the first time you all met and how that happened and where you saw each other. And, you know, what was your first interaction like with each other? So I bet we both can have different answers for that. Well, because, okay, so the first time I saw Ziggy was like at a bar. She didn't see me that night you know what I mean like I didn't we didn't really know each other then I just saw her at a bar a few nights like a bunch of times and I was always just like kind of in awe by her (laughs) was she performing Uh, no she just was like I mean not necessarily not performing I guess like one time she was like doing a photo shoot at this bar and like everyone there was all these people at this bar but she's like doing this photo shoot or people are just taking pictures of her whatever (laughs) (laughs) Like, I always thought she, like, she just, like, reminded me of, like, the girl next door. 
I don't know if y'all seen that movie. Like, yeah, I don't totally. Know. What? Is, yeah, what is that actress's name? Yes, like, totally. You know, yes. Like, yeah. Um, but I never talked to her then, and I actually dated a girl who like we weren't really dating, but we were kind of dating, and she like cheated on me with Ziggy. Like it was like this. <laughs> <laughs> not Mama. really like, it was like this whatever you know we were all really really young then I, but, I kissed her yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> like until it progressed like but so then like that was but whatever that you're that answers your question is the first time i saw her was like at a bar and she was like getting her picture taken like, and so you were like immediately like who is that that is the girl next door i have to meet her and i mean i knew jordan like through mutual friends and yeah like my girlfriend at the time like was friends with jordan and knew jordan and you were always like would show up to when i would have burlesque practice conveniently when i had like a you know like a room full of really pretty girls <laughs> dancing around and practicing their numbers jordan would always be like oh like i just thought i'd come by conveniently on my <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we actually um moved in as roommates and we lived with another um person friend of ours. another friend yeah. of ours um, we became like really good friends. And so okay. we were like homies. Like we talked about like our dates, you know, like how it was good, like going with other people. And like I would start getting home from work and like walk by your room and just start being like, hey, like what's up? What are you doing? Like <laughs> so we just started hanging out like all the time. And then I think we we kissed once and then it was over from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, so how. I mean, we were for, I don't know, like, at least, like, three, two years, probably three years. And then we, like, moved in together. And then we were we lived together for, like, a year as friends. And towards the end of our lease is when we, like, started dating. Kind of secretly. It was kind of a secret thing at first. Until we kind of knew, I guess, for sure. I don't know. <laughs> And then our lease ended and we moved in together, like dating into the next place. Definitely you hauled Yeah. And then we lived there for a year and I proposed like when we lived there. So I proposed like pretty early after like about after one year. Oh, 10 months. It was probably like about a year, maybe. And then we didn't get married for like two and a half years after we took we our time engaged. finding a venue yeah <laughs> and then we're the slowest wedding planner of all time and now we just had our two-year wedding anniversary oh like, congratulations. congratulations june 8th yeah so yeah congratulations yeah. It's, it's interesting it's interesting don't you find that like have you ever dated somebody before where you were like really good friends with them before the spark happened because Brett and I have that, we had that, like I'd never really dated somebody that I was friends with before anything actually happened. And we were really good friends for like six months before it was on and um, and we're still married, you know? So what was your experience with that? Had you dated people um, that you had been friends with before? Was this kind of your first time? Different? So I, n- I never had, I guess I'd always, you know, met somebody, had, had that initial attraction and then it like progressed 
from there and right. are like been friends with somebody and like so it's completely different with Jordan. It was more on this like personal level where it's like we could I could like joke around with with him in a different way. You know what I mean? It was like so comfortable um, to where it was like by the time that we liked each other and we're you know <laughs> it became yeah. progressed to that point. It was just so like easy and comfortable yeah. and it was like literally like dating my best friend. So. Yeah. It was a completely different experience from like that, the, the phases you go through in a relationship and, you know, that initial phase where it's just a little like just being a little proper and, and scared to like do a certain thing, you know what I mean? Like eat right. messy or whatever it is like <laughs> in front of the other person. <laughs> and it was just like so comfortable. Like we, we just could hang out and it was just being really naturally. So totally different. Um, you? No, I haven't either. <laughs> Had a friend first. <laughs> no, I, I, all other girls that I, dated or was with i just was on we were automatically we're like talking talking you know what i mean it's not, it's not like friends first i guess i mean we were friends first but it didn't it never was meant to just be friends whereas we were really just friends like i mean i always had a thing like i always you know and I had a, clearly because the first time I saw Ziggy, she didn't even know. So, yeah, I, I had a, an ex girlfriend who was always like, "No, no, no, you, you two are oh, like, yeah. yeah." It was like when we were roommates. My ex girlfriend was always like, "You two are like meant to be together. Like, y'all yeah. have this connection." She I was, was always like, "You know, that's like my homie. Like, yeah. that's like my that's Jordan's my friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're really close." But like, yeah, I don't think we'll be dating. And I like denied it so hard, like. <laughs> All the time she would tell us, like, it was pretty funny. funny. She was just like, wanted everyone so to we, love everyone. She was like, one of those kind of people. When we finally right. started publicly dating, she was like, I knew it. I told you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, were you both like, what were you both doing at the time, career wise? I mean, it, clearly you were performing, Ziggy, but were you really into fitness at that time, Jordan, or were you, what, what were you doing at the time? Like when we first, when we, when I, we were yeah. living together. Yeah, we're like date, like started uh, moving in and dating. And so I was doing, I was working at a seafood market. Uh, I was just actually, I was a seafood monger. Like, you know what that is? They like cut seafood, cut fish all day. But I also was doing like the chef prepared like items for the week. So I would like come up with a meal for the week and like it would be on like display because I worked at like a frozen seafood market like here in Austin. <laughs> so more in the wow. yeah. I was doing culinary stuff for like, I mean, I went to culinary school. Well, I grad I went from high school and went to LSU actually in Louisiana, and then I was in St. Marcus at Texas State and then decided to go to culinary school. And so I went to the Cordon Bleu and from there I was working. I always worked in the kitchen though. Like since I was 15, I was always working in restaurants. So I was always in that industry and I always really liked to cook. Um, so culinary school was kind of just one of those things I wanted to, I guess I was like, oh, I can get my degree in like business management and also like get this really cool experience in culinary. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, which led me to selling frozen seafood as well. Like I worked for a, a company called Fish & Co, which they supplied like Walmart with like almost all their frozen seafood. Um, and also, also like Cisco Food Services. I don't know, do you guys know what that is? They yeah, supply like yeah. restaurant chains and everything with like all their yeah. stuff. So I supplied 
what I did is I was the, I had to sell to like a bunch of different Cisco houses around the United States. And so we got to, it was really cool because we got to travel to like a lot of places with that job. It was really cool. Like we were in Boston. Go ahead. We, yeah. we need cook. We need cooking lessons. Yeah, can you please um, come and help us? <laughs> I'm like I pretend to cook. I, I don't know like I cook, but I really I can't tell fish apart besides salmon and. <laughs> yeah, wait. I actually worked at a seafood department <laughs> when I was a teenager, and people would come and ask for something in the case, and I would be like, if I didn't know what it was, I was like, can you point to that? Because I have no idea what that. Is. That's funny. <laughs> You're like, don't you? That is great. Yet? Yeah. Wow, you're like well, I didn't know that. I didn't know about LSU. So my dad went to LSU. My brother went to LSU, and oh, um, cool. and then my twin brother went to culinary school in Baton Rouge. So he was a chef oh, for a while too. Cool, that's cool. yeah. Um, and yeah, man, that's a brutal. That's a brutal industry. You know, those hours are long, and yeah, yeah. yeah that's why I kind of switched over, I guess, to the selling side of it, which. I didn't really like too much either just because I I was like selling stuff I didn't really want to sell or I wouldn't right. execute at some point. So I was like, you know, this is not what I want to do. And that's when I went into like moved to Colorado. So started a CBD company. Yeah. That's how you started. Um, so not right after that, when I moved to Colorado and I worked for a company called work, it's like W U R K. And what they did is they were like a payroll HR service, kind of like ADP. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's yeah, like a, it's an HR platform, right? That you like sell to companies. And it was like that. But what it was is it was specifically for the cannabis industry. And so I like sold a software service to the cannabis industry. So like all over the United States, whoever was legal. Um, and so I did just more sales. I basically went from selling seafood to just doing more sales. And that kind of fell through because I just had like an altercation with a sales manager that just was not treating me like a man, basically. And I had to leave because I like, it was just, it didn't work out. And so I had to leave. And that's when I, my dad and I were like talking and we're like, all right, like, let's start a company. And he started using CBD a lot and we knew that it could help like so many people and it could be sold all over the United States because it was like legal and it's just, you know, it's just could help so many people in so many different ways. And that's what we, I wanted to do was be able to sell something that I actually was proud of. And so that's kind of how we got into selling CBD. Wow. What yeah. talk about just okay? Well, let's keep focused on the relationship because I want to hear about. Okay, so <laughs> you were together for how long before your transition, and what what was that like for you as a couple navigating that, getting married? I mean, you were already yeah. engaged. So was that? Were there questions about like should we continue? Like, did you did you hesitate or did you, was it just like whatever, man? Let's keep yeah. going. I definitely feel like that's like you know we took our time with our engagement a little bit more too is just to give time to like process everything and get to a point you wanted to be at and um and i mean it was like really important like to you to have top surgery and um before yeah. our honeymoon and things like that so i mean there's a lot of a lot of 
big things in our life at that at that time that was like all in transition at the, at the same time that we started physically transitioning so um I don't know I just feel like we took our time and like figured it out and didn't rush anything and when the pieces fell into place they fell into place and I don't know. What do you yeah. know? <laughs> no, I mean, that's a good answer. Like, no, but that's definitely true. Like, I wanted, once I started transitioning, I definitely wanted to get top surgery before our wedding, even just to, like, you know, for a suit and all that stuff. And I wanted to be like healed from top surgery because I knew we were going to do like a, something outdoors with like all my family. So I just wanted to be like, I don't know, comfortable. So, yeah, waited and I mean, it also gave us time, too. So I think that was good as well. And we also were just, like, looking for a specific venue, which yeah. took a really, really long time. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, all the things that come up in, in wedding planning, like, while you're transitioning. That's like gender roles and outdated things with weddings and traditions and the things that you think that you're expected to do. Yeah. And there's, like, so many moments where we're, like, do we have to do this? Why are we doing this? Like, is, is this a thing that we need? Let's scrap this. Like, why is this a thing? Like, so it was definitely. A, uh, like what? Yeah. Tell us like, like, yeah, give us an example. We did incorporate some traditional, like, cause Jordan's family is Jewish. So we incorporated some like, Jewish traditions in our, in our ceremony. Uh, um, but we like did a, a twist on it where we both broke the glass. Oh yeah. So that's one thing right there. Usually, cause like the men usually breaks the glass, but we, oh no, is it the, Man yeah, or the yeah. yeah the male yeah which I don't even know yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a yeah it's the man that usually breaks are you Jewish too right no I'm the, not neither of us are Jewish yeah, we are no I heard something you said never mind mm. but yeah I'm Jewish um, no but we lived in New York for twenty two no, years yeah you know, but we also I feel a like, lot of friends are <laughs> you know we we ran into <laughs> like similar things of like not sure what kind of traditions to have in our ceremony as well and. And then just finally being like, you know what, we can do whatever we want. Like, why? And, you know, and there were a lot of things that we did that we wanted to do that were traditional. And I think at one point we even talked about possibly stepping oh. on a glass. Mm -hmm. I feel like we had that conversation. We did not do it. But did you have a huppa and all that stuff, too? No. We're not no. like really, really. We just do the glass because it's supposed to like. Oh, I should know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh your sound wait your, your sound, sound dropped out. out say that again say it again i think i just like got lower because i got quiet I, I, can you hear me yeah, yeah. Uh, i know i was i was like saying something but then i got lower because i was like uh i don't really know what it's supposed <laughs> to so i got like i was like uh, i got like quiet <laughs> like, i'm gonna offend jewish people yeah um but yeah oh yeah not being able to put the pizza back together uh but so yeah, we both broke the glass. Like that was it. Yeah. And I, I think Did, I don't know. I mean, Ziggy. So like, Ziggy doesn't have her father because he passed away when she was younger. So she like we didn't do like the traditional like you know well of course the father daughter dance that I you know would have done with my dad like that we didn't do. That was confusing. Um, and, you know, and like we didn't also like I didn't dance with my mom either because like Ziggy so. We just did, we just did our dance, you know, um, and my like and her dog, Pika the dog you just met walked her down the aisle, and then like when we left, it was so cute. Pika just like followed us back, like she like knew she was supposed to or something. It was just really cute. <laughs> but it's interesting with weddings, like when you find out the reasoning behind why 
people do a lot of the traditional things. It's kind of like, that's very odd and extremely outdated. <laughs> like the, the father walking you down the aisle used to be to like, you know, like give, give you away, yeah. like <laughs> as like an right. object. So, right. I was like, so I was like, Oh, I don't like that. Like from a feminism point either. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and like carrying a bouquet of roses was to like cover up the smell because like you know you only got like so many baths a year back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's like, crazy. Oh, I didn't realize that. So, same thing with funerals. What? That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. Florist industry booming. So so you're now two years into your marriage. What is and, and then you've one year of that, or maybe even a year and a half of that has been this pandemic. Right. So what is, what have you learned about each other during the pandemic that maybe you didn't realize or know about the other person before? Um. <laughs> I feel like a lot of like Jordan's activities and hobbies are like external and take place outside of the home or I'm more of like an like introverted as far as a lot of my activities like i could sit in rhinestone like i had craft supplies for like i have hoarded craft supplies my whole life for like this moment for quarantine <laughs> i had so much to do i was in the house like just dragging things out like i'm just gonna paint i'm gonna create this and jordan was just like i need to go like to a gym like i need to go outside like i'm going crazy <laughs> yeah i mean so we ended up doing a lot of hiking. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely also realized too, I mean, I'm glad I was in Colorado for the first half of it because of that reason. I just really like to be outdoors. I don't know. I feel like I just get, I'm so much like my dad where I just can't sit still. <laughs> I like can't, like I like wake up at 7 a.m. and I'm like, all right, I got to get up. I got to get out, like do something or not out of the house necessarily, but I just... I don't know. I'm not the person to just like sit and even when we watch TV, sometimes I'm like standing. <laughs> it's kind of bad. I need to learn to just relax a little bit. You know, I can like <laughs> shut myself in a room and like sew for like 18 hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also think that, I mean, I've learned that she likes, I think she like likes going not out, but like getting ready you know, to like go places. And I think that was like really hard, like not being able to do that a lot and just like feeling like maybe not like yourself as much, you know? So. Yeah, doing two I hours of makeup think. just to like take pictures and wash it off was always really sad. I was like, I want to go dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's whereas, nowhere to go. Whereas it's funny because she says like, I like going out and doing those things where I'm the opposite when it comes to like nighttime events. I'm like, no, like. I'm like nine o'clock, or right? like time for me to like chill. I need to go to <laughs> yeah. a national show, Okay, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. So, but I'll, I'll compromise, like because we don't do it all the time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not like late night people either, but we but we worked in the theater, and all of our friends are doing late night shows too. So you do have to go support um, those shows. And okay, so I want to talk. Just I I think would be remiss to not talk about what's happening um, politically in Texas and, and what you were just marching at, at the Capitol for, um, because I think there's a lot of confusion around what's happening with um, this, 
this idea of banning trans kids from um, playing sports. And um, as somebody who's like so athletic and um, really into fitness, can you explain maybe to our listeners what exactly they're trying to do, at least in the state of Texas? I know each state has had has their own stuff happening. So from like what I fully understand, so I'm not like 100%, but from what I fully understand from when I was there and what I've read is, but I think they actually, I think the bill actually got like, so yeah, I did. Yeah, there's there's yeah. enough progressive people in the Texas yeah. Capitol, which is surprising. So what they were trying to do was so the the bill there already is a bill out that basically says that if you live in Texas, you have to play on the sport team that mask matches your birth certificate. Okay, but it doesn't have like a specific date or something. So some kids like have their birth certificates changed already you know so those are like and usually those are the kids that are really really young honestly they're the kids that are like yeah like that are like 12 you know or maybe like 10 even you know and so they're really young and they they didn't even have to take i mean it's you're just so young and you haven't even fully developed and there's like been facts that have said that like boys don't actually like fully develop till they're like 17 or 18 like certain things i said i don't really know the exact facts so that's why i'm like i don't want to yeah, yeah, say, yeah. say it you know yeah um yeah but so it's what i'm saying is though it's like they wanted to change the law to say that it has to be your match your birth certificate from birth so like so you know what i mean so it already says yeah so it's like it already says that's to be your birth certificate but some kids can get away with it because their birth certificate has been changed whereas some kids Mm -hmm. like it still hasn't so they still play on like i met this kid who was like at the event and he's 17 years old and he's a or he just turned 18 but when i met him he was 17 a few months ago uh and he played he wrestled in high school but he like had to wrestle on the girls team and he had to like do physicals with the girls and he had to just I mean there are so many things that he had to do and he also like said that he would go to competitions and other teams would forfeit because they didn't want their girls wrestling him so he just like wouldn't get to even wrestle so it was just you know at that point it's just like why is that even that's not fair you know well, and it wants to and and it's not like you know maybe he's not a pro wrestler either but like so let him just wrestle with the boys like what is what kind of harm is it doing and what everyone was saying at the like at the march and when i was like actually at the um, the the capital for the hearing and all that like for them to like hear the bill out and like hear everybody's like uh statements and like so, um basically what i was hearing is that these people were scared that they're going to take away their kids scholarships like they're going to take away the and they weren't really necessarily as much worried as the trans guys it seemed more playing about, like, with guys. It was more so like protect the girls' the sports. Yeah. But, you know, you have this 10-year-old trans girl sitting in front of them saying, like, I just want to play soccer with the girls. And, like, she's... I feel you like know there's, I mean? like, moms and dad, you know, like, certain parents that take sports very, very seriously as, like, a way of, you know what I mean? Like, as means to, to go to college. 
And so I feel like that's like a where that misinformation, not really understanding things and not really knowing on a personal level is where a lot of that anger is coming from. You know what I mean? Like they're seeing it as like a danger to to all girls. And I feel like in a lot of things when transgender rights come up on a political level, it has to do with some kind of anger from like that. Like the same with like the bathroom bill. It's like some sort of anger of like protecting women, but it's like not it's not even about you know what I mean? In the reality that's so like out of touch with what's going on. Well and if you actually look at, you know, certain facts and percentages there's really only like two percent, I think, of like every like I don't even actually know. It's like two percent of kids get scholarships like every year or something like that. So it's such a low percentage, no matter what, that it's just right. ridiculous to not let these kids play. And the bill is only about kids like kindergarten through twelfth grade. It's not about like college or you know like nba like oh lebron james wants to like all of a sudden transition to a female and play in the WNBA. like of course that's not fair you know i mean he's like a full-grown man like that's not fair mm-hmm. but when you're a, a like a child so young and you haven't even fully developed your i mean anything really like you know <laughs> it's, it's just crazy <laughs> but don't we feel like even I mean, to me, regardless of the sports aspect, I feel like just people's own fear and anger around not understanding what it means to be transgender, it's just it just creates um, like one pathway to continue to discriminate and not understand, right? It just so it's just another way to put a wall up so that they don't have to be exposed to learning and experiencing you know, what it means. Don't you agree? Yeah. I feel like a lot of hate comes from just like not knowing or understanding. Yeah. I've met people who, I mean, I know, like have hated against the community where I meet them and I'm like, I like wonder if they are trans and they just have been hidden their whole life, you know? And, or, you know, it's just so, certain things like that too where it's like some people maybe who are older who were scared to come out and now like they see all these young people who like have these courage and they just are like so mad that they didn't you know which Mm. so i think i don't know you know but i feel like that's a thing so yeah Yeah. i mean it isn't it's just it is changing quickly i feel like i i see more visibility than i've ever seen and then so um honored to get to know you and, and your family i mean it just is so beautiful to see i feel like i feel like i've known you for a long time and we've i know we've only just, <laughs> just, met. just met yeah um and i can't wait yeah. to hang out more because we really do need to spend more time together um yeah. i yes. can you tell people where our listeners where to follow the two of you so that they can check out your instagram and support everything you're doing <laughs> Um, I'm at Stylust. It's S T Y L E L U S T. Stylust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my my Instagram is Jojo Pollock. Jojo Pollock. So it's J O J O P O L L A C K. Amazing. Yeah, check out Ziggy's Naturals. Talk about CBD and like what CBD does for people. Like what? How how is it beneficial? So so it, it it's beneficial because everybody has an endocannabinoid system. 
So we all have CV1 and CB2 receptors like in our body and on our skin everywhere. So that's what the one thing people really don't know and realize is that like we actually are made with receptors for these products. So, or for the plant basically, right? And so when we put it inside, it actually helps our central nervous system like relax, it helps us sleep, it helps reduce inflammation, it can help, I mean, so many different things. There's people that tell us it helps with their restless leg syndrome. There's people that tell us it helps with fibromyalgia. There's people that tell us it helps with nausea. Like there's so many different things because exactly. where where it, like because the, we have these receptors, right? So like compared to when you take something like even an ibuprofen, right? That we don't have something in our body that's like made to break this down and like turn it into good. It's just made to do something, you know, and help us. Whereas we like have the receptors for these other products. So it's just, I think that's why it works so great and can do so many different things that we don't even really realize yet. Like, and I actually met this girl the other day who now in college, they're studying, like they're studying like, like cannabinoids and all the different ones, like, and what they can do for us and like each specific one. Cause there's like CBN, CBG, like, so there's all different ones that are like, some are good to help with appetite, like just different things that they can help do, which is really cool. Cause I'm sure the more and more we get into it, we'll be able to do like, you know, we'll be able to help so many different things with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's helped me a lot with my plantar fasciitis, which has always been an issue. And I love I love rolling it on my neck. It feels so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been dancing a lot. He uses that roller, yeah. and it helps him a lot. Yeah, yeah. I like I my knee was like a pretty inflamed the other night. I like hurt it when I was working out, and I used the roller on it. And I, I mean, within like ten minutes, it just like felt so much better. Like, yeah. I mean, it works it's great. Kind of crazy <laughs> how quick how quick that works. Yeah. Yeah, like it works great. Well, check out um, our show notes to check out Ziggy's Naturals and, of course, use our discount code um, if you want to check out your first batch. Um, awesome. Okay. So now we're going to move on to a segment that we call Spotlight on Love. Yeah. <laughs> so we have um, someone write in. Uh, and, and, and they want to remain anonymous. They want to write, remain anonymous. Mm -hmm. And... We're going to have to, I think we're going to have to interpret this a little bit because yeah, they didn't give us a lot left out. The most details. <laughs> so uh, do you want to read it? Yeah. My brother and I haven't talked in over a year. We have a lot of history and I wanted to set some boundaries. I want him in my life, but I'm afraid to reach out because of how he will react. What is the best way to reach out to him and still keep healthy boundaries? Jordan, you can um, go first. I mean, maybe write him a letter. I don't know. I always, I always tell people to write people a letter because you want to say hard things. Yeah, it's just because, and it's sometimes you write stuff. You know, like when you're writing, like actually writing, you know, it's like you're able to like, it you flows know, differently. yeah. And also, like when he reads it, it's like not as like you know a text message where he can just like text you right back his response either, like. He's gonna have to like read it and probably read it over and we over and really like think about his response and I don't know it might actually turn out better than if he would do it some way faster like a call or text like even an email you know so because he can email him back but 
it takes like know. the anxiety like, of that like yeah. quick like having to answer right away especially like with phone calls when i have like you know a bridge of communication that i'm trying to make up that gap i feel like picking up the phone and calling them is a little bit more anxiety inducing because then you have to like have that like banter of that back and forth and and things can escalate you know like especially if there's like past things but i think setting boundaries is, is so so important and it takes like so much courage to do that for yourself um so congratulations on setting those boundaries even though it has kind of affected you um and your family in a negative way as far as your relationship with your brother but i think communication is a really big first step and i think just opening up that door um and kind of like seeing where that year could take you guys you know like what because who knows where like where their mind is at, where your brother's mind does mind is at. And you never know like what they're thinking or at what point they're ready for your relationship to be at until you take that first step and pull off that band-aid and reach out in some form of communication. I think that's such an important step. I, I love that answer. Your your answers are so good because <laughs> mine would just be like, um yeah, reach out somehow. The writing the letter thing is like That's genius. A really good idea. Because um, who writes letters anymore? No one writes letters. And I, I guess my answer would be sorry. No, go so ahead. I was just gonna say like maybe not text, but send a message either text or calling saying we should meet up, like and talk face to face. That would be like my um that would be my suggestion is like meet up somewhere where maybe you only have a half hour or an hour and you have to leave so you have a quick you know time limit in public so you have whatever conversation you need to have um because i think it's so important that you're able to kind of read the person um while they're in front of you and i love what you said too ziggy is like you know, usually like when you're wrapped up in your own stuff, you've create all of these things that could or couldn't happen or how they are, or how they're not. And then when you get what they give you back, usually it's like not as dramatic as usually. I mean, maybe sometimes it can be. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like usually. Um, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. So I think it's important, you know, communication, but communication in a way that you're able to receive what they're saying and they're able to receive what you're saying. And being yeah, around right. you right back if needed, you know, that's always important. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. being able yeah. to reestablish those boundaries once that communication has opened is important as well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you really want somebody in your life, then you kind of have to be the person to do the reaching out, you know, and that that's, you know, and you, he may not respond back, you know, that's the other thing, like, you never know. So you just have to be willing to like, let be okay with whatever outcome comes because I, I mean, I recently had an experience with somebody who I considered a brother. Um, and they're going through a divorce. And, you know, and that's been really hard, because, you know, you kind of have to choose one side in a way, it's which is just not fair. But um yeah. And now we don't talk, man. It's really hard. So I, I kind of get the grief in the morning of that. You kind of have to let those things happen naturally. I think, in my, my opinion, 
because you never know people change people evolve and like mm -hmm. time passes and you become a different person yeah so who knows just be gentle with yourself and yeah. honor your own boundaries if it's going to make you feel like unsafe it's not worth doing right it. right yeah you can like well, we write a letter and put a date on it be like meet me here at this time this day so lovely <laughs> <No>. <laughs> put it in a bottle <laughs> and then throw <laughs> it <laughs> that was kind of a joke but that'd be cool and then he just like shows up Very and you're like you're like all right first. so these are the boundaries and you just like basically own the entire situation the place we first put our bicycles <laughs> at the park <laughs> there <laughs> love that it's funny. oh my gosh we're so happy to have you both on the yes. podcast make sure you guys uh, all our listeners check out the links in the show notes so you can follow them and all their amazing adventures mm -hmm. and i'm sure you will see plenty of content of us with them yes. uh, in the near future um thank you again for for coming on and being guests yeah thanks for being here you guys are true inspiration true example of love and beauty it's beautiful it's beautiful Thank, thank you guys you. so much for having us. Yes, thanks this was for fun. Yeah, and we will hang out soon. Thanks for listening to the Broadway Husbands podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And while you're at it, leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Don't forget to check out Broadway Life Apparel and our new designs that are released every month. Thanks to our Patreon patrons. Don't forget to join our family by going to patreon.com forward slash Broadway Husbands. And a big shout out to the Broadway Podcast Network. Go to BPN dot fm forward slash husbands to check out the wide array of broadway themed podcasts for your listening pleasure and on this podcast we encourage you to love who you love and love what you do Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.